Today's case is about consideration in contracts. And before we jump into the case, I want to review the basic rules of consideration. So for a contract to be legally enforced by the courts, it has to be supported by consideration. And consideration is basically the stuff that we give up or promise to do in a contract in order to get the other person to give us something or to do something for us. Valid consideration, it can be physical stuff like cash or property. An example of that would be me offering to sell you my iPhone and you giving me $500. Valid consideration can also be a service. An example of that would be me promising to paint your house. Valid consideration can also be refraining from doing something we otherwise have a legal right to do. For example, I could offer to not sell my upcoming album to a competing record label. Also, there needs to be consideration on both sides of the agreement. If only one side is giving something, then that's just going to be a gift, and courts do not enforce promised gifts. Last of all, consideration must be the thing that induces the other party to give their consideration. For example, if you are to give me your iPhone, regardless of whether or not I paid you $500, then that iPhone will not count as consideration. Okay, let's jump into our case. So today's case is Thomas v. Thomas, and it took place uh, in the Queen's Bench in 1842. So this is taking place in England. And the purpose of this case is to show the limits of consideration and also how judges deal uh, when there are mixed motives in contracts. So let's jump into the facts. First, there's a uh, wife or the widow of John Thomas. And her name, I'm going to call her Lady Thomas. And I don't know if she was really a lady, but... You know, we're American, so we can get away with it. And then there's Sam and Ben Thomas, and they're the brothers of John Thomas. And we're going to call them the Thomas brothers. Okay, so John Thomas, uh, he lived in England, and he owned several houses all along this one street. And then, as he was about to die, on his deathbed, he stipulated in his will that he wanted his wife uh, to either live in one of those houses till she died or remarried, or at least be, giving a, be given a lump sum of 100 pounds. So after John Thomas died, uh, the Thomas brothers were the ones who inherited the estate. And to fulfill that part of the will, the Thomas brothers offered Lady Thomas the house for life as long as she paid a pound a year in rent and agreed to keep up the place to a you know, reasonable standard. So... What happens next? Well, for those of you who remember Kirksey, you already know what's coming. After a few years, the Thomas brothers come in and tell her to get out, that they don't want her in the place anymore. And Lady Thomas doesn't like it, and she says that they had a contract. So they go to court. Now, let's talk about the arguments on each side. Let's start with Lady Thomas. So Lady Thomas is saying that they had an agreement. She agreed to pay a, a pound a year in rent and agreed to keep up the place while the Thomas brothers agreed to let her stay in the house. Pretty simple, straightforward contract, according to her. Now, for the Thomas brothers, they, of course, say that this was a gift, not a contract. And first off, uh, the pound a year thing, that's just a joke. That's, uh, that's nominal consideration. It doesn't really count. And two, they didn't offer the house to Lady Thomas because of what she was offering. They were just trying to fulfill... John Thomas's will. Another way of saying that is, they're claiming that the pound a year and the basic upkeep, that was not the thing that induced the Thomas brothers to enter into this agreement. 
Okay, so you've got each side arguing, and uh, you're the judge, and you have to decide whether this agreement is a legally binding contract or just a gift. So if you're in our Pod Talk group, go ahead and leave a comment and tell me what your ruling is. So let's see what the judge ruled. The judge said that this is indeed a contract and that there was sufficient consideration. Okay, and let's talk about the reasoning. First, they said that, um, and there are multiple judges who are ruling on this, they said one pound a year in basic upkeep, that's enough. That's enough consideration in terms of satisfying that action or thing prong that we talked about earlier uh, in the in the podcast. Uh, this is sufficient. This is not just like the one dollar joke. Now, um, but what about the inducement part? The whole thing where the Thomas brothers were saying, you know, we didn't offer this house to Lady Thomas because of what she was offering. We just did it because we were trying to do what uh, our brothers Will told us to do. So it's not that that bargain for element isn't there. Okay, so this argument brings us to a place that that's consistently going to come up in contract law, and it's that we don't really care about people's inner deep motives. You know, whether they were doing it because uh, they wanted to fill their brother's wishes, whether they did it out of the goodness of their hearts, or whether they just were doing it to impress someone, whatever. We don't really care what the actual motivation was. All we're looking for is whether it's reasonable to conclude that someone would enter into the contract based on what the other side is offering. So in this case, judge looks at it and says, okay, this person's offering a pound a year and basic upkeep. Isn't it reasonable to think that someone would be induced to enter into a contract to rent out the house for life? And the judge says, yeah, sure. You know, and again, the, the judges don't want to get too much into the disparity of value saying, oh, well, that seems like a really cheap price or that doesn't seem like a great deal. They want to stay hands off as much as possible because you know, what do they know? They don't know about the specifics of the situation. Maybe it really is a great deal. Maybe all the houses on that row stink really bad and they can't get, they can't seem to rent it out to anybody. You know, judges just don't know this stuff. And so they try and stay hands off. And so based on uh, what's being offered in this contract, it seems reasonable to think that each side was induced by the other. So do you have any thoughts about that? Do you think that the one pound a year for rent and the basic house maintenance, that was just, that's too low of consideration, it shouldn't count? Um, or do you think they got it right? If you have any thoughts, go ahead and leave those in our pod talk group. Um, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.